It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonjour et bonsoir, c'est moi, it's me Simon Marcel, your host and humble servant. The accent, still French, from Paris. I want to just tell you a quick story before we open the phone lines for you and your questions. I took a drive earlier. I live in the Midwest. Driving is the only thing you know you can do safely when you go grocery shopping and then after that you just I drive around. And I looked at everybody, you know, other people driving and all this, and I had a feeling of hope that we were going into the right direction. So uh, I am inspired tonight uh, just because I feel that we're going to the better direction, if I, if I may say so. So anyway, that's my little, uh, my nugget, I guess, of, of, of hope and uh, enthusiasm. And enthusiasm is the energy of life. Hopeful enthusiasm. Now, if you have a question about your relationship, and you need my enthusiasm, call me, 855-905-8255. You know what would help tonight? It would be for me and probably for you too to hear a nice romantic story, things we're doing right now maybe that are romantic. So if you have a story, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Emily. Bonjour, Simon. So I'm just intrigued. What exactly you and your boyfriend have done in this quarantine time that is romantic outside the home? Yeah, so in order to try to get outside the house but still be safe, uh, my boyfriend has a pickup truck, and he he totally surprised me. He didn't tell me what we were doing, where we were going, but he said we are going to go for a drive, and um, we drove out somewhere where you could see the stars really nice, like kind of away from the city. And um, he actually got out, like, a blanket and put uh, the blanket in the back of his pickup truck and set up, like, a picnic uh, in the truck so that we could look up at the stars uh, and have some snacks. Yeah, it was nice. It was nice. It's a great idea. How did that make you feel? It made me feel good. It was was almost like going out on a date, you know, outside the house, but it was as, as close as we could get right now. I know. And who prepared the food for the picnic? He did all that? Yeah, he prepared everything. I didn't even know. He like he hid everything in his truck so I couldn't even see. Wow. And listen, that's a pretty good creative mind. Yeah. So now you got to think about what you're going to do to surprise him too, right? So uh, right. he did this. You turn. So think about in the weeks to come, surprise him. Because I know as a guy, when I do something very romantic for my girlfriend... You know, I like also to feel romance and that my girlfriend also put the effort and the creativity to do something kind of special or magic, okay? Right, yeah. That's mm. the plan. All right, well, thank you so much for sharing that story. That's These days, picnics on the, in the back of a truck could be probably one of the most romantic things we can do in this, you know, quarantine time. So I like that. Thanks for sharing and have a good night. Thank you, you too. Have a good night. Now, I got to go to a Facebook message because somebody has a question about her boyfriend that I think I can help her with. So stay with me. We're going to get to her question next on The Rendezvous. So I just got an interesting Facebook message at The Rendezvous Show. So Santina said, Bonjour, Simon. I texted my boyfriend over four hours ago, and I did not get a response. But I see his liking tweets and posts on social media, so I know he saw it. He finally just texted me back, and I'm really annoyed. Should I ask him about it or let it go? Now, that's a good question. If your partner takes four hours to answer a text you sent him, 
but you know he's been liking tweets and posts on social media, should you tell him about this or let it go? I'll tell you what I think next. Question for you. What would you do if you're in a relationship, you text your partner four hours ago, do not get a response, but you saw your partner liking tweets and posts on social media, so you know he saw your text, yet he has taken four hours before to respond to you. And you're very annoyed. Should you ask him about it or let it go? Here's my advice, Santina. Ask him about it. No unspoken. Just say, hey, listen, why do you take so much time to answer my text? Why? Four hours. I mean, there's no reason, honestly, for when we're in a relationship, not when we're not in a relationship, but there's no reason when we're in a re normal relationship established to take four hours to answer a partner's text. I mean, my advice really is like, unless something happens, just do it in the next 30 minutes or an hour. I mean, being constant is so important in our communication together. Keep that in mind. So, Santina, don't keep it for yourself. Just ask him what's going on, and he'll learn from you to communicate better and quicker. You call that next. If you have a question, you're not sure of what to do in your relationship, just call me. 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Kimi. Bonjour, Simon. So, I understand that you have a question about somebody that you work with. Explain to me what's going on. Uh, yes. <laughs> so, um, before I had to work from home, there was this guy at work that I thought was really nice and fun and funny. And uh, since we've been working from home, we've been doing a lot of uh, video chatting back and forth. Um, uh -huh. And I was just wondering if it was weird to ask him out on a video date because I really like him. Okay, so uh, give me a little more background on the dude. So uh, how long you've known mm -hmm. him? What are the signs oh. that you think he likes you too? Uh, well, I've been working there for about a year. And, you know, we chat in the coffee room and occasionally we'll work on a project together and we always smile at each other and you know, he stops by my desk and says hello when he's going by and stuff like that. And, you know. I like um, that. Okay. Do you feel comfortable? I mean, I'm totally okay with it, but do you feel comfortable doing the first step? Do you, because some people are not, some people are. Do you feel comfortable asking them that or it's going to make you nervous? You know, I'm pretty comfortable asking guys out, but it's somebody I work with, which is kind of, you know, a little weird. But, well, mm, that's I, I wouldn't do it hesitant. in. Yes, I'm glad you called me. I would do it in two steps. Uh, we're going to make okay. sure he likes you too. We're going to make sure he's there because you work with him. So how mm -hmm. about it's not a Zoom date, it's just a Zoom talk, and you start by talking about the weather and all this, and then try to find mm -hmm. out and start conversations that are not exactly like a date, but more like a get-to-know-each-other. Oh, good, yeah. It takes away the pressure because you work with the guy that if it doesn't work out, it's a bit, a bit awkward. But if it's just to get to know mm -hmm. each other, any Netflix series you like to watch, do you have any advice? And then you watch carefully. If he asks you a lot of questions, he's into you. If he only okay. answers your question and don't ask the question back, he's not into you. You don't want to go further, okay? Okay, yes. I wouldn't have thought to do that. Thank you. It's the magic sign. If somebody is interested in you, they will ask you questions. If they don't ask you questions, they're not really interested in you, okay? Okay, thank you. You're more than welcome, Kimi. Good luck with that, and thank you so much for calling. Thank you, Simon. 
You know, I want to talk a little more with you about what are the rules, at least in my book, when you start a relationship, when it comes to the communication. So I'm going to talk about that next. So what do you think are the rules when it comes to um, communication when you start dating somebody? Right? What are the do's and the don't? So I was just talking to Kimmy, who wants to ask a guy she works with on a Zoom date. And because they're working together, I told her, listen, Kimmy, I think first you get to know each other and you get to see if he also asks you questions because, and that's really, I want to emphasize on this. Whoever you are interested in, they're going to have to show they're also interested in you. And so I emphasize on that strategy. Always pay attention to the amount of questions you receive compared to the amount of questions you ask. It has to have an equilibrium. That's the first thing. The second thing is, there is questions that are totally neutral, and there are questions that have a flavor of romance. I wouldn't say the smell, but at least the flavor. And so stay with me. I'm going to tell you what are those hidden romantic questions that you have to pay attention to. Next. Have you noticed when you start, you know, I would say open up a conversation with somebody you're interested in dating, you know, it's exciting, it's fun, but what are the those romantic questions, what are the questions that mean somebody is into you? First and foremost, your status, right? So if somebody asks you single, they're interested in you. That number one. Number two, you know, it's everything about where you live, what do you do, your sports team, anything that it seems very neutral, right? But it's not. It's to find common ground with you. It's like to unify you and that person, the person, and I do that too, will ask you questions to find common ground. Sports team, music, uh, food, if you're a foodie, even wine, and so on. So next time, if you're single, you go on a date, pay attention to those questions. They sound neutral, but they're not. The person in front of you is trying to figure out if you both have something in common that could work out to your advantage. Keep that in mind next time you go on a date. Your calls and your questions are next on The Rendezvous. I know it's late, but there's one thing I would like to ask you. I would like you to share with me a chapter, a paragraph, a story of your love book. Uh, somebody did something romantic for you, call me. 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Mimi. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Mimi. So, I understand you just got engaged and you want to tell me how he proposed. So, I'm all ears. How did he propose to you? Um, we went to the mountains for our six-year anniversary, and we were staying in this cute little cabin at the top of the mountains, um, and then we went on um, a hike. And on our hike, we got all the way up to the very top, and I was really scared. And he was like, no, I, I heard the view up here is amazing. And I was like, oh, my God, he's going to propose. So we climb all the way up there. And we eat a snack, and then we're about to, and he's like, okay, let's go down. I was like, oh, oh, no, he's not, he's not, he's not going to propose. But he got me because we walked down the trail like 30 minutes or so back to a point on the trail that made me cry on our way up because I was just like, it's so beautiful. And uh, he was like, here, let me take some pictures of you. And took some pictures and was like, here, go through them. Make sure you like them. I'm like, okay. And I'm scrolling through the pictures. So I'm not really paying attention. And he's like, you know, six years ago, I wouldn't have imagined that my life would be this good. And I was like, I know. Our life's great. La, 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 And he's like, <laughs> keep saying all these, <laughs> you know, keep 
saying all these nice things about how much he loves me and how we've built this wonderful life together and our family, our two cats. <laughs> um, and, uh, and then I look at him and I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God, are you serious right now? His face just looked completely different. And then he got down on one knee and he said, would you like to spend a lifetime more of years like this together? Oh, and how wonderful, how years. sweet. And then I sobbed on the side of a mountain for 20 minutes because I couldn't, I was like, oh, my God. This is real. <laughs> yeah, how'd that make you feel when he said that? Oh, I just like, it was like my soul left my body. I was just like, I couldn't like, oh, I, it was just on cloud nine. Listen, thank you so much for sharing that story because, you know, we live in a crazy time. And, and every time I hear something, somebody else said, you want to be my partner for life. The universe shows us that there's lights everywhere and you just, you know, illuminated my night. So thank you so much uh, for that story, thank Mimi. And congratulations to both of you. Thank you so much. Changing gears here. I just got a very interesting email at com. Somebody needs my help to help deal with her partner who's doing something pretty annoying. So stay with me. We're going to get to that email next. So I got this email at com from Sydney uh, who has a problem with her boyfriend because he eats all her food and he never thinks to save any for her. The other day, she bought a pint of her favorite ice cream and what happened? He ate it all and didn't leave anything for her. And she says that happens all the time. I think it's rude and considerate and I don't want to start a huge fight, but I want him to understand to be less selfish. Simon, what can I tell him? Well, Sydney, I'm going to gladly answer that question for you next on The Rendezvous, so stay with me. What would you do if on a regular basis your partner eats your food that you leave in the fridge, doesn't leave you any for you, and he does it over and over? And that's exactly the dilemma Sydney has sent me at TheRendezvousShow.com. She says, Simon, I don't know what to do because he's so selfish, I need him to be less selfish. Well, Sydney, in extreme cases, I would like you to use extreme measures. I want you to hide all the food that he likes from the fridge. And he's going to go, what's going on? Where's the food? I don't know. I just eat it all. How can you do that to me? Good question. How could you do that to me? And then you're going to explain him exactly what you told me, that the other day he ate all the pint of your favorite ice cream, didn't leave anything for you, and that never stops. And you tell him, listen, you have to be considerate. There is no love without proof of love. Sharing is loving. You're not sharing with me. So please share and leave half the food for me, and I'll do the same. You'll get the point. Trust me. You call that next on The Rendezvous. If you have a question for me about your relationship, don't hesitate. 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Bailey. Bonjour. How are you? I am good. Welcome to the rendezvous. So you have a question about the way your boyfriend has been acting lately. Explain to me what's going on. Yeah. Basically, my boyfriend and I, uh, we weren't exclusive before all of this craziness. And when everyone was going into quarantine, we decided, okay, we're going to move in together and we're going to do this together. So I... Okay. I I believe that means that we are now exclusive because we're not supposed to see people anyway. But right. lately, he's, been, he's the one who goes food shopping for us, and he goes at least once a week. And when he's gone for like two or three hours, and I know there are long lines and things like that, but I just can't help it. 
feel like, is he going to see some other woman that he was seeing before we moved in together? I see. Now, when you together at home, how is everything? Are there, are there tensions? Are there fights? Is the romance good? What's the atmosphere in the house? Well, it's okay. I mean, there's a lot of stress right now. So we have good days and bad days. I feel like he's on his phone a lot looking at I don't know what on there. Okay. But let me ask you this question. In your intuition, Wiley, in your intuition, do you think he's cheating on you? <sighs> I don't I have to say yes. I know everything you're saying oh, you makes total so? sense. I just think that he, I know him and we had an open relationship before because he's very hard to just lock. He can't be with just one person. This was always a issue I had, but I decided to see past it. Mm -hmm. And I think now that it's under pressure, it's that, that fear of like, is he yes. doing that? But I, I, you're right. I think if anything, maybe I just have to confront him and stop letting my mind wander. Yeah. Uh, let's not use the word maybe confront him, but maybe just talk to him. And I would like you to uh, ask him to show you his phone when you are worried so don't confront him or harass him just say let's let's you know i'm a bit worried oh you shouldn't be worried well there's one thing that would make me feel better uh if um i have a worry that we could go together uh into your phone and you could do the same thing with my phone honey and that's what would work because i feel if you would see in his phone that everything is okay you're going to relax right that's good advice okay thank you all right You're most welcome, Bali. Good luck to you. Stay calm and conversations, not confrontations, okay? Thank you. Have a good night, Bali. Good night, Simon. To finish the show, let me ask you this difficult but important question, and I need your honest answer. Have you reached out to anyone you had ulala with during this quarantine? We're going to talk about that next on The Rendezvous. All right, be honest with me. Have you reached out to anyone you had ulala with during this quarantine time? Mm, I want to know that just to have a little fun. So uh, you voted massively, so thank you for that. And 64% of you said, no, I have not reached out to anyone I had ulala with during this quarantine. 36% of you said, yes, I have reached out to someone I've had ulala with during quarantine. Uh, and, and I think that's pretty cool because anything that keeps your enthusiasm and joie de vivre up is a good thing to do when you're alone at home and you need energy. So I'm not against it during the special time. I don't think it hurts anybody, if you're single, obviously. Thanks again for listening to me tonight. And this show is dedicated, like all my other shows, to the essential workers who keeps us safe and running. Thank you very, very much. Have a good night. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.